everyone. Welcome back to I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. Happy New Year, Michelle. Uh, happy New Year to you, Caitlin. Have you had a good New Year so far? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good month. So I think 2024 may be a good one. How about yourself? It's a year for you. I think so. New Year, <laughs> new me, right? Ew. That's right. That. <laughs> what about you, Michelle? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. My new year has been, uh, it's been pretty low key. I have my okay. mom here in Ohio now. Nice. So that's been uh, a lot of fun having her here. And I can't even think of anything else. I don't even know. Low key is um, good. What's that? Low key is good. Low key is good. No, it's been nice. We've been kind of getting back into a groove from uh, the holidays and everything. Mm-hmm. Got all of our decorations taken down, which I'm sad about, but bad day <laughs> yes we did have a big break but we just got some you know life happens and you know we're just refreshed now right that's right that's right after i just got off a like total weekend of being sick and <laughs> thing. Oh my goodness. i think i'm just processing just like getting 2023 out of my system you know what i mean there that's we go <laughs> that's right i love that a new start Gotta get sick to, you know, start over. Perfect. Well, in honor of the new year, Michelle and I are going to take turns, but this episode, I am giving my top 10 drinks that we have drank so far. (laughs) It took me a while, but... I know. Well, it's going to be tough uh, to pick only 10 and then to try to rank them. And I'm also vaguely concerned that you and I will have the exact same list. And that's okay because, you know, we're friends, girl. We know each other and we have the same taste. Twins. Twinsies. Uh, All right. right. Should we have like some drum roll maybe once we get to like number one? Yeah, I'm going to go 10 to 1 and I'm drinking number one today. So So I'm obviously going to super jelly. I know. Yeah, probably. Probably. All right. (laughs) In my number 10 spot, it's going to be the... From episode 69, haha, uh, the chocolate hazelnut Irish cream ice latte. Oh, God. You know who loved that one? Joel. Who? Yeah. That was like probably one of his. That's probably be number one for him. <laughs> it was so good. So good. That was a good one. Uh, number nine, I'll kind of go through fast. Uh, just five farm shots throughout the whole the whole thing (laughs) that was gonna make it on mine too as i'm drinking five farm shots today (laughs) love it love it number eight is the fiery grapefruit ginger cocktail from episode 76 oh yeah Mm -hmm. that was not gonna be on my top 10 if i recall all right well (laughs) then fine but number seven is the tom collins anyway oh yeah good one Mm. yeah uh, number six is the uh, Peppermint White Russian from episode 108. Oh, that was also a good one. Mm-hmm. I had to Katie, get the Peppermint. Caitlin? Oh, they're all good. That's why they're the top. All yeah. right. Number five is from actually episode 12, Pink Starburst. <laughs> yes, I knew that was going to be on there. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so good. I think- that might have been the drunkest I've ever been on a, the podcast. Me too. I think that was number one drunk for me. Yeah. They were so good. They were so <laughs> good. Oh, and I just remember they made your lips like taste just super mm, yummy pink lemonade mm-hmm. okay. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Number four 
is the from episode 51 sour watermelon slushy so that's when i soaked oh. the watermelon yes um, sour uh, patch kids uh, yeah sour patch kids mm-hmm. that was a good one that was a good one and then uh number three it was the crisp apple cider mule from 131 mm. i had to we get a are mule. gonna have different ones i'm gonna it's have good. a totally different top 10 oh, i no, love it I know what's going to be on your top 10, which is going to be that, that vanilla, uh, rum. The vanilla rum? The, yes, the vanilla it tea. is. God I damn it, to... Caitlin, you call it. I know it. you love it. Uh, <laughs> number two is the watermelon spice with the, oh, the melee water that. that we used. Yes. What was the name of that? Was it tamarind vodka? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. that was from now episode 97. I about that one for my top 10 as well. Cause that Absolutely. Was and then, of course, the number one spot from episode 39, the cantaloupe. Of course. Mm. <laughs> of course, of course. Oh, the cantaloupe is, is the best. It's just, you can't top it. Because where you're going to find cantaloupe juice, uh, let me answer you that. There's a place here in LA that sells fresh cantaloupe juice. Like, they blend it and they give it to you right away. Okay, and that's well, what you I got. yourself, Caitlin, frankly. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Like I wasn't even gonna do it myself, so I'm so jealous. Like, can you like freeze it and send it to me somehow? (laughs) Yeah, right. Seriously. Oh, so that's my number one. So check out those. uh, Check out those episodes. Check out those drinks. That's Caitlin's top ten. So next episode, we'll see Michelle's top ten. Yes, which will uh, be different. Yeah, like a lot of the ginger beer ones, which those are not my favorites. So yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, I'll give you uh, a couple spoilers. Cantaloupe is going to be on there, and that Starburst is going to be on there. Heck obviously, yeah. oh, Heck yeah. those are so good. <laughs> Ugh, too good. All right, okay. Should we jump into it since that took a little bit of time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't even want to look at you while you drink your stupid cantaloupe. So <laughs> rough. No. Okay. So this story is about Whitney Austin. Okay, Whitney. And Whitney lives in Louisville, Kentucky. All right. She is the vice president at the Fifth Third Bank in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. So that's not too far from me. It's about an hour and a half drive. Okay. Okay. Yep. So it is September 6, 2018, and Whitney is heading into work. All right. Great. Yeah. And as she is approaching the revolving doors to enter into the building, there are people waving their arms inside trying to get her attention, but she doesn't really see it. Okay. Because uh, she, she was on a conference call, so she was distracted. So she's focused. She's rolling into work. She's mm-hmm. already working. Yeah. People are like, stop, stop. Or are they just trying to get her attention? They're trying to get her attention. And she's not good. Okay. Yeah. So she heads she... into the doors? Yes. Well, she states... One of the frustrations that I have is that I didn't put two and two together. I saw a hole in the door and the glass was shattered. Oh, no. So she just in her distraction, she's like, oh, that's weird. And she op- and goes through the doors. Oh, no. Immediately when she walks through those revolving doors, she is shot several times. <gasps> Just, oh no boom 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 for a split second she was thinking what is this then immediately realizing yeah i've been shot yeah i can't even because your mind is over here doing yeah. one thing and i mean clearly she was you know concentrating elsewhere 
you mm-hmm. know, to not really recognize the signs of potential danger in front of her. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So she I states, imagine she was like, are there fireworks going on somewhere? Mm-hmm. I mean, like your brain tries to make sense of what's going on, you mm-hmm. know. Oh, okay, sorry. Go ahead. She states, it was a burning sensation. It wasn't as painful as I imagined getting shot would be. It was more just like shock and this burning feeling all over my body. Oh. That's interesting, though. Yeah. So she was shot mostly in the right side of her body and her arm. So Whitney, she slumps to the bottom of the revolving doors because she didn't make all the way through. Oh, God. And she just started coughing up blood. Oh, God. Yeah. She resigned herself to, okay, you're dying, you've been shot, and now dying. Oh, that's so sad. Well, this this is the sad part, is Whitney spots her phone, and she moves towards it to call her husband to say goodbye. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) I'm not emotional already. Sorry. But as she gets to her phone, the gunman shoots her again. (gasps) Because he saw Mm -hmm. her moving? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. This time, she just plays dead. She's like, I'm not going to move. I'm just going to lay here. But out of the corner of her eye, she finally sees police approaching. And her feelings of desperation turned to hope. Mm. She good. shouted at the police, like, I have a five and seven-year-old. They need their mother. You need to get me out of the situation. So four officers fired through the windows and actually killed the gunman. Mm. The gunman was 29-year-old Omar Enrique Santa Perez. Uh, he used a 9mm handgun that he purchased legally from a local gun store on August 2nd. And he also had a briefcase with around 250 rounds of ammunition. Oh my god, what? Yeah. He was, I mean, he wasn't a current or former employee at the bank, so they were unsure why he chose that location. Was he trying to rob the bank? They didn't say. Oh. He just went in and just started shooting. Oh, my goodness. So that's why they were, since he, you know, he's dead, they were so unclear what the motive was. Yeah. He did file lawsuits alleging that he was being electronically monitored, which named NBC Universal, CNBC, and among other networks. Oh, dear. I wonder if there was a little paranoid schizophrenia or some such thing. Well, she's... um, One suit was dismissed by a judge back in June of that year. Mm. And then another judge recommended that the other suit be dismissed as well. Because when she was there, Omar was rambling, difficult to decipher, and borders on delusional. So yeah, he was having some... A little psychological break or psychotic break, I guess is more correct. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But Whitney was sent I'm to the hospital. Sad for Omar and Whitney. What? Now I'm sad for Omar and Whitney. Yeah. Yeah, mental things are, it's just hard. It's yeah. very difficult. But Whitney was sent to the hospital along with two others that were injured. But three people did pass away. Oh. And. Uh, That's very sad. Yeah. It was a 25-year-old. A six, what? I feel a little bit less bad for Omar. Oh. But- yeah one was a 25 year old a 64 year old and a 48 year old uh whitney was shot 12 times in total oh my gosh that's so many it is so many but 
the great thing is like it didn't hit any major arteries which was unbelievable (laughs) yeah because she was released from the hospital on september 11th just five days after this event what yeah what she wasn't in intensive care for like three months no that is shocking right i don't like that is shocking i mean super shocking (laughs) I i don't even have a response that's incredible that's miraculous yeah no it's i mean it's unbelievable. It is a miracle for sure. Yeah. My goodness. So Whitney actually started a group called the Whitney Strong Foundation, which among its goals is to develop proposed legislation so the mentally ill do not have easy access to firearms. Mm. She thought about getting involved with gun violence issues after a gunman killed 17 people at the Parkland, Florida High School. Oh, uh, no. She signed up for info about meetings and protests, but just became distracted by day-to-day life and being mm. a mom and such but well, she does have young children that's hard yeah. but as she was sitting there wondering why they weren't saving her like the police she was getting more and more angry about the fact that she ignored all of those messages and that she had done nothing to prevent this exact thing from happening mm. she states i think there is a huge group of people a huge population within the u.s that believes pretty strongly that mentally ill people should not have access to guns. So let's tackle that. Let's figure out how to do that. Because again, we all have the same goals in mind. We want to feel safe. We want our children to feel safe. I'm here. I'm alive. That is now my purpose. Hmm. It's a strong, strong message. Yeah, definitely. My goodness. So you can go to WhitneyStrong.org to read her story, read research, get articles and get involved or even donate to the cause as well. Hmm. Yeah. So was Omar diagnosed with something or is it just sort of assumed, maybe not assumed, but. Not uh, assumed. There was no diagnosis that was shared, hmm. uh, but based on what the judge was seeing, I think they did assume. Yeah. I assumption that there was something not quite there, which honestly the judge, I feel like should have, did an order on like a psych evaluation yeah or something if it's clear yeah but i don't know since he's the plaintiff in that situation i don't know if the plaintiff if they can make a plaintiff you know go get Um, evaluated i don't know i have no idea honestly so that's tough, man. I feel Ugh. like they just dismissed it and hoped it just went away, which is yeah. unfortunate because then it led up to the situation. So it is a very touchy situation. It's a very hard situation, but yeah, especially if you're not getting diagnosed. I don't know. It's really well, paranoid schizophrenia is just so complex and mm-hmm. tough. And, you know, I mean, I've only had experience with one person who had it and mm-hmm. you know it was a you know most of the time it was just fine everything was right. great but then every now and again it was just like why are you using the radio to talk about me or why are, you know and it's just like what that you know and it's just like oh okay I see mm. what's going on here you know and and that's hard man yeah uh, and I think what ends up happening and again obviously I'm not an effing doctor at all I think that's right. clear <laughs> and very evident for everybody but you take these antipsychotics and then you start feeling normal Better. and good and 
that, you know, now I don't need them. And then you get off of it and don't realize that the extent of the paranoia and the, you know, mm-hmm. non-reality, I don't know. Right. Anyway. And so it just makes it hard, you know, so right. those psychological breaks can happen or psychotic breaks. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's what kind of, I don't know if he did have schizophrenia, but, but thinking yeah. that, you know, studios, like the radio is talking about him or, you know, that's. That's a good yeah unless indicator. i always wonder like what if they're telling the truth oh <laughs> shit what if that's a different has spin been, been spied on this entire time and he just couldn't take it anymore like i always sort of wonder like yeah. what if there is some truth and they are yeah. experiencing what they say they're experiencing i guess but then they're killing innocent people and that's not okay well, no obviously that's never yeah. just a, not what right we're, no that's that's not it's more the the belief of what's going on around them, mm. you know, and is there some yeah. semblance of truth to it or is it right. completely right? So. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm very happy that, you know, a miracle that Whitney survived and she started organization know, and tale. she is Whitney Strong. She's like, she, I'm yeah. fucking out of here. I got kids. <laughs> I don't have time for this noise. Like, right. Kidding? I got some conference calls to be on. <laughs> yeah. I'm a busy woman. Exactly. Uh, Whitney, I love yeah. you. <laughs> she had to wait five days and she's like, I'm out. I'm out of the hospital. I'm good. Let's go. Too much for me. Come on. <laughs> I should have been out in oh. three. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, good job, Whitney. Way to stay strong and way to start that foundation and hope for the best. And Yeah. No, absolutely. It's such a complex issue you know oh, yeah. not gonna get into it here but well the whole mental illness versus guns and all that's yeah, a huge I mean, thing in u.s you know yeah yeah all kind of you know so anyway we won't get go down that road just now but it is a very complex yeah and tough issue because yeah we don't mm-hmm. want stuff like what omar did happening yeah no exactly totally. yeah. Ooh. all right michelle let's get to your story well, uh, <laughs> I took a little bit of a different approach uh, to my story, okay. and I'm going to have to probably like, no, I think I got it. I you think I it. can pronounce pronounce these things. I feel oh, really gosh. good about it. Okay. Well, what I sort of went for is what happens when you maybe take New Year's resolutions to too seriously or or you have them maybe or my the theme of my story is today uh exercise tried to kill me (laughs) here we go i see i see (laughs) oh god i'm just looking for any reason to not exercise and i found like a bazillion of them today that's so funny oh goodness all right so this story is about Melanie Pace, and I'm taking us back to January of 2011. Okay. So fitness had always been a big part of Melanie's life. She lived in Orlando, Florida, and she played softball competitively. Ooh, Caitlin. I, hey, <laughs> got my attention. Yeah, this story is not totally about you, but maybe it could be. So just watch okay. yourself. So no, she had been playing softball competitively since she was three. She had sports scholarships to college, which uh, meant strict diets, strength and uh, conditioning coaching. And she was in the weight room like every day until she was 21. 
Wow. So yeah, she's, she's fit. She's obviously very much into exercise Mm -hmm. and staying active and everything. So after college, she started work as a fashion stylist and joined a gym and took numerous fitness classes. And by the time she was 27, she was working out three to four times a week. So not quite as crazy as her college days, but she's still working out regularly. Absolutely. She was on a paleo diet. She had a six pack. She loved the results that she got from all of her workouts. She did uh, competitions and she just loved the camaraderie of exercise, Mm -hmm. you know, of group exercise. So in January of 2011... Uh, she did a 5k warrior dash, you know, like the tough mutters or, you know, kind of those, I always like had, you know, I think when I first met Joel, he's like, do you want to do one of these? And I was like, I will watch you do one of these, (laughs) but I'm probably not going to be a part of that. So it was this 5k warrior dash assault course. She felt great, but she knew that she hadn't maybe hydrated kind of as much as she should have. And then afterwards, she was in the sun and drinking beer, which is exactly how I would have ended the day. Um, (laughs) And really just kind of went home and, you know, felt good and didn't think anything of it. So that that was on Saturday. So on Monday now, she goes to her regular CrossFit class, uh, even though she didn't really feel like it. Like she was feeling a little bit sluggish and the workout was timed and it's like sort of a mix of running and high intensity sit-ups and, you know, it's just high intensity working out. Okay. And she pushed herself hard, but she ended up finishing last and she never finished last. So she was like, even though I pushed myself super hard, I'm, you know, she's still didn't end in the time that she thought she should have right so she goes home doesn't again think very much of it uh so the next morning she literally had to roll herself out of bed she couldn't even sit up her stomach was swollen and her pants were really tight and she thought you know what i just did too many sit-ups in crossfit yesterday i'm obviously just that workout kicked my ass Mm -hmm. um So that's why I'm having such pain in trying to sit up. So she had a clothes fitting later on that day and she couldn't get any of her clothes to fit. They fit before she was like a size zero and everything was fine. But now her back was swollen and it looked like she had love handles almost, you know, like almost overnight. And she was like, what the hell? She went to the bathroom at the boutique where she was having her fitting and she noticed that the water was brown, but she didn't really, she just figured the water was brown from dirty water, not the fact that her urine was in fact brown. And so she just sort of dismissed it again, not realizing that that was her own urine. And in fact, the love handles and the dark urine were signs that her kidneys were failing. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. It's like, oh yeah. So when she got home, she felt like a truck had hit her. She couldn't move her arms. She could hardly talk. She was so tired. And she started sort of thinking back of when she first started working out and like in college and things. Mm-hmm. And the trainers were always sort of warning of a condition called, okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> Rhabdomyolysis. I think that was it. Rob Dom myoliosis. Okay. 
maybe we should look it up <laughs> anyway i guess it's called uh they call it romdo or that's sort of the, oh, the short name for it mm -hmm. but it can be caused by extreme physical workouts and she sort of felt like it was always an urban myth um oh. but here it was happening to her so she her roommate she's you know kind of telling her roommate what's going on and obviously there's some concern because she's more than just sore so she started googling her symptoms and it said if your urine is brown go straight to the er oh and so she thought back to the boutique and was like oh holy shit maybe that was my urine and so she lived across from the hospital Lucky. and and at that point, her stomach was so swollen and tight that she couldn't even, like, touch her stomach. It just Whoa. hurt so bad. So she goes to the hospital, and she turns up, and she was like, I think I have this Ramdam myoliosis. I think I nailed it that yeah, time. Yeah, that was good. That was <laughs> <laughs> and the nurse had to look it up. Like, what Whoa. the hell is this? Well, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it was just not super common. It's more yeah. and more common now as CrossFit and things becomes more and more popular oh. i found about a bazillion of these stories really like, yeah this is because workouts are becoming more and more intense this is becoming much more common i actually have a, a quick another little story that i'll tell after this that okay i could feel like would completely happen to me so anyway oh. so back to melanie so they hooked her up to an iv drip and they took her creatine count and that is a waste product that uh, kind of comes out when your kidney function slows and also when your muscles start to degrade. That's what they test in my nephews when they were testing for muscular dystrophy yeah. is you know, because it's a breakdown of the muscles. So if they have high creatine counts, I, hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, it means that the muscles are breaking down at a faster rate than like a normal person. Wow. So her, uh, her counts were off the chart. So she was pretty much at this point in full blown kidney failure. Ugh. So they pumped her with fluids. She was in a ton of pain, but unfortunately couldn't take any painkillers because they couldn't let any of those extra chemicals be going through her kidneys because it, she was in kidney failure. Oh. Like, it would have just caused more problems. So the next morning, she was like totally hunched over, like an 80 year old man, or, you know, not a 28 year old woman. Yeah. <laughs> so her stomach was so distended and her body so full of fluids that she couldn't move her hands or walk at all. Wow. Her mom had to like come help her into the bathroom because she just couldn't do anything on her own. She looked like she had gained 20 pounds in about 48 hours. Whoa. And then also no one could give her any straight answers about what was going on with her. So she was like in a complete panic. I mean, clearly. I would. Yeah. So her doctors accused her of taking drugs or supplements or something. And that's what had caused it. And, mm -hmm. you know, she was like, no, no, of course not. And so by the fourth day on her IV, she just was like, I need someone else. Like, mm. you guys got to find me someone else. So they actually sent in for a specialist in sports medicine. And oh. that's when sort of everything came to light that, in fact, she was correct and had this. I'm not even going to try to say it again. <laughs> 
Who am I kidding? Of course I am. Rhabdomyoliosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel very confident. Anyway, so she had, it was a combination of being dehydrated and overexerting herself that led to her muscles starting to break down. And that released a lot of my myoglobin into her bloodstream, which led to kidney failure. Wow. So it's just not good. Your muscles start to break down. I read in one that it's almost as if your muscles start to die. <gasps> like they just Whoa. get so overexerted and they almost like just burst. And Ew. yeah, it's it's not good. It's <laughs> so uh, I'm I think I'm an advocate for you know gentle exercising and easing in. And by the there you go, there you go. So so fortunately, the sports medicine doctor sort of made her feel more at ease because this condition was becoming more and more common as Mm -hmm. athletes had more and more strenuous exercises as we talked about and fortunately he also explained that she wasn't going to be damaged forever like she didn't have complete kidney failure her kidneys were in fact going to be they would recover but it does happen where people have complete kidney failure and end up having to be on dialysis, which <gasps> is just terrible. Right. So, I mean, it can happen. So, you know, if you're super sore, swollen and have brown pee, go to the ER. Absolutely. <laughs> right My gosh. Away. That's terrifying. So, uh, I know like, ugh. so she, uh, Melanie ended up being in the hospital for a week. Uh, when she left, her body was still somewhat disfigured. Uh, she was normally a size zero, but she had to wear medium sweatpants. And she said she cried for about three weeks afterward while the fluid that was left in her body sort of spread to her legs and genitals. So she just oh. ended up being like super swollen in the lower parts of Aww. her body. And it was very, it was very painful. It sounded like. Sounds like it, yeah. Um, and it took several weeks for the fluid to make its way out of her body. Oh. So she said healing was hard physically, but the mental side was even worse. She uh, said that the the kidney, almost kidney failure, left her with hair loss and migraines. <gasps> oh. so, and she, so she didn't end up working out for a year. And Whoa. I guess the doctors kept saying to her, how could you do this to yourself? And that's oh. all she could think of i know these doctors sound like jerks oh my gosh you're either on drugs or you did this shit to yourself i mean yeah i guess technically she did but obviously not i mean she was a physically potentially yeah no reason to believe she couldn't have done this you know it's just kind of crazy so now she um she does yoga and her workouts are never competitive she just Mm. tries to kind of go at her own pace she still pushes herself, but she knows her limits. So That's that good. is, so Melanie has recovered, but it was a tough, good. you know, tough for That's her. Crazy. So. She's like doing everything right that you should be like exercising regularly and, you know. Yeah. And then it's still. Just, maybe CrossFit uh, knows. No bueno. I guess so. Cause I've done the, like the dirty dash. Like that's a 5k in the mud oh, and, yeah. and that's fun, but I guess I didn't push myself because like, well, halfway through, like when you get to the midpoint, they have beer for you if you want. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. that's my thing. It's like, I probably wouldn't even drink any water. I would just drink beer the entire time. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> that's crazy. Huh? 
this other uh girl i read about she like had posted something on tiktok that she went to a spin class she hadn't really worked out for a year but Mm -hmm. you know she's young and fairly fit so she goes to the spin class and she was super stoked because she was able to keep up with the instructor like the entire time oh wow which i have done myself like Mm -hmm. i fucking killed it you know i haven't hardly exercised but i like did this super intense exercise for 40 minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean it's been like 20 years we don't need to get into that but she ended up with the same thing she said her urine ended up looking like pepsi and she went to the doctor and they were like no you're just sore go home and she insisted that something was wrong and they ended up taking her creatine counts and normally it's supposed to be between 10 and 250 and yeah. hers was 80,000. <gasps> so her like shit was going wrong in her body like crazy. And so that's she crazy. ended up making a full recovery, but well, that's good. it took a while and she felt like she had to be her own advocate in pushing it because they were like, you're just sore. Forget it. You're fine. You know, that's a that's so crazy those cycle classes are insane too my gosh I couldn't even no thank you I used to go to those all the time and my face would get so red probably because I was on the verge of this Rambo or whatever yeah why can't I remember how to say this rhabdomyoliosis yeah there you go we're gonna like google how to say it and it's gonna be like what was that word that you were saying, Michelle? That's yeah, not right. Not that. <laughs> well, uh, I went to a bungee class for the first time. Like they put you in a harness and you're like, <gasps> and you like jump you around. Serious? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I was so sore, but it was like $45. Oh, so I was like, that oh. is like my dream class. Like that and the like silk trapeze. Oh yeah. They do like, that there too. Things. Oh, if Dude, I remember- though, it was i my crotch area was sore because that's where the you know bungee is and you're like jumping around so a lot of your weights on it i was like but yeah that's crazy oh that would be so fun yeah that would be fun Uh, i would work out intensely for that (laughs) right it was a good workout but now yeah just make sure you're hydrated everyone don't push yourself too too much but stay active into it yeah yeah taking a long break don't go crazy so am i gonna tell joel about this yes (laughs) there you go absolutely very intense (laughs) oh goodness all right well those were some really great stories and uh Wow. We are kicking off the new year. So thanks for having us back and we'll be, uh, we'll be around now. Yeah. I'll be top 10 in it next time. Yes. I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, uh, we will see you on the next time. All right. Bye. Bye.